Alrighty, everybody, like I said before, we got David on here with me now. First up, man, season awards. Dom, he liked all of them. I didn't think necessarily that Miles um, Garrett necessarily should have gotten defensive player of the year. But where do you sit on all these? Do you like uh do you like everybody who got an award? Do you think maybe somebody deserved one more than the other? Where are you at? Everyone that had the opportunity to get an award definitely deserved it one way or another. Um, it, like we've said several times on this show, it really came down to splitting hairs between everyone. So I wouldn't have been mad if it was Miles Garrett or if it was J.J. Uh, Watt or not T.J. Watt. Honestly, I would have been happy either way because to me, both guys are deserving of the defensive player year the defensive player of the year award. Uh, plus, we got a pretty good meme out of it from Watt. Anyways, it's nothing that he's already used to. Anyways, yeah, that's what he said after uh, the award was announced. Used to what? I don't, I don't understand. Being nominated and never winning. Oh, I don't think he's won it once before. So I don't know what his well, comment was. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I didn't even think maybe I thought like, you know, Micah Parsons maybe should have been maybe in the conversation for it. You know, Bland with the Cowboys. He had five pick sixes. Like I think he should have been in the conversation. You know what I mean? I think there was there's a a good amount of guys that you could look at that I don't know. I feel like had a better season than Miles Garrett. Um, you know, I know that Miles Garrett was hurt the last like six to eight weeks of the season, so I definitely think that played a part in his performance those last, you know, games. But still, I, I think the st- the stats matter. What you're able to do um, matters, and there were other guys that performed better than him. You know, not just T.J. Watt, but Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby. Um, Devin Bland, like, I just think there there were multiple guys that that outperformed him on the defensive side of the ball in those last eight weeks, and that's why I was kind of like, I don't know. I kind of looked at that award and was like, probably somebody else should win it, but well, I, I think, like I said before, it, it really came down to splitting hairs at that point. I think that the bigger conversation should have been who didn't get nominated for Defensive Player of the Year award. Like you said, I think that probably would have been more of an interesting conversation um, than did the guys who won an award deserve it. Because at the end of the day, I think that every guy who performed as well as the guys that got nominated for it have a solid chance and argument no matter which way you put it. Yeah. Because they're there for a reason. Yeah, everybody can make an argument for everything. I think that's what I said. It was like, I think... For the most part, you know, Lamar winning MVP makes sense, but there's guys that have arguments for for other people. Um, same with Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. I think the only seemed like unanimous decisions was the Rookies of the Year, offense and defense. It seemed like everybody was on board with the Texans sweeping the, the award pool for that one. So, you know, good job for ex-Ohio State quarterback CJ Stroud. <laughs> Or former, I should say. But 
All right, let's go ahead and move into this next topic here, David. I think Dom said that he really liked the Super Bowl, that it was one of the most fun that he's gotten to watch over the past few years. And, you know, my opinion behind it was I do think it was a good Super Bowl, but it took a minute for it to get to that point. I, I, I thought the first quarter, first half of the second quarter, it was just kind of like a, a gross game, lots of penalties, lots of turnovers. Um, and it just took a minute for it to really kind of get going and, and become a fun game to watch. But where are you at in your overall thoughts of the Super Bowl? As a whole, I thought it was a fun Super Bowl. Definitely really interesting from what I was able to see. Granted, I was only able to catch the second half of the game because of work. But like you said, it it took a minute to get there. And I think some of the best things in life, no matter what, Sometimes take a minute. It'll take a while to get there, but by the time you do, it's going to be freaking amazing. So that's the way I look at it. Yes, it took a little while, but you knew that unless something changed and it somehow remained like that the rest of the game, which it could have been, it was going to be an exciting game at some point. It just took a minute to get there. Different way to look about it, but also some good life advice coming from David. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the best things you have to wait for. Yeah. You still have to work for it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes time. No, I do. I do think that, you know, if you didn't, for you being able to start watching the game in the second half, I think you benefited from that. Cause like I said, that, that first half was a little rough to watch, at least for me. I don't know. I, I, I don't mind the defensive battle, but, you know, when you have, like I told Dom, like you have the the teams having so many penalties, the the refs made like a mistake on whether or not the 49ers accepted or denied a call at one point. You know what I mean? So there was just, it just kind of seemed very disjointed and very just weird to watch. But I did enjoy looking back at some videos of uh, Patrick Starr saying that, you know, when one of the players fumbled the ball, he was like, you have to firmly grasp it. <laughs> and I thought that was There's funny. A lot of things you gotta firmly grasp, let's be honest. What? There's a lot of things you got to firmly grasp in life. All right. Calm down, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that was funny. I'll ask you this here. Um, you know, a lot of the 49ers players have come out and – talked about how they they didn't know the overtime rule and that that it hadn't been gone over for them by the coaching staff. And, you know, Dom and I both felt kind of similar on this one where it was like, you know, yes, it's on the coaching staff for not going over it, but it's also on the players for not taking the time to learn that. You know, where mm-hmm. where are your thoughts on on just this weird I don't even know what you would call it because I I feel like predicament, weird predicament that that really I feel like kind of cost them the game at the end because they didn't understand what to do. Here's my thing. How do you not know the rules of your game? I mean, it's one thing for you and I not to understand what's going on because it's not pertinent for us to know that necessarily. If we understand it, great, awesome, amazing. But at the end of the day, it's not our job to understand it. It's yeah, we it's our job to understand the kind of the basic understanding of the game. 
and then kind of work from there. And if we understand the rest, amazing. Like I said before, but it's these guys' job, and especially considering it's the biggest game of the year, it's these guys' jobs to understand that this, unlike a regular season game, this game has to end in some kind of victor. Regardless, it can't, if this is the championship game, it doesn't look good for the NFL that it ended in a tie. And on top of that, I kind of read an article that the Kansas City Chiefs prepared for an overtime game on the off chance that it went there. My question is, why didn't San Francisco prepare for an off overtime game? Like, where was the disconnect there? Why did the coaching staff not prepare their team for the possibility that this might go for an overtime game? I mean, it's sports. There's a chance that it goes to overtime. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's really good points. I think, again, I it's on both, right? You like you, hmm. you really were correct in saying, hey, as a professional athlete, you need to know the rules of your game. And the fact that you don't is 100% on you. And the fact that as a head coach, you knew what the rule was, but your players say they don't know what the rule is, that's also 100% on you. It's your job to make sure that your players are in the best position to be successful and that they're they're ready to win. I, I almost feel like if I own the 49ers, I'm looking at him being like, did that cost us the game? because the understanding wasn't there and you didn't prepare people for that understanding. Are you fit to still be the head coach? Because clearly the guys don't care about the look that it takes. Cause they're out there basically saying you didn't do your job in the public. Oh yeah. They didn't go over that with us. That's crazy. That's kind of disrespectful. That seems like you lost the locker room a little bit. What does that mean? You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's not a good look for the players or the coaches, and I think they'll have a lot to answer for that in the offseason. So. Oh, 100%. But the, the next thing here, David, that, that I asked, you know, Dom and I talked about was just this dominant run that the Chiefs have been on for the past, like, six years, right? Um, I think in the past six years they've gone to four Super Bowls, won three of them now. What? What do you make of this 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 run that they've been on over the past six years? Honestly, as much as it frustrates me that they are this successful, beggars can't really be choosers in that sense. You got to give credit where credit's due. Obviously, they've built a successful system. They don't necessarily need the like the brightest stars in the NFL. They just need people that can go out, do their job, and learn from their mistakes and then not repeat them. Well, not repeat the mistakes, but repeat the the continued success, I should say. So I got to give credit where credit's due. They're doing a phenomenal job. They are making people pay for their mistakes on the field, and they're doing an amazing job of playing football. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the the sentiment was was pretty much the same. I don't know if I can't say that we haven't seen it because I do think the Patriots have done something similar. But I think in the sense of 
the fact that you look at the next five years with this team and that they could almost kind of repeat their past five year performance. And I think that that's, that's something that we haven't really seen ever um, that in a 10 year time span, you could be that dominant. And it'll be very interesting to see if they can continue this level of dominance, you know, up until Andy Reid retires and then Patrick Mahomes retires. My, my question for you, David, is there's been lots of talk about Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed being in the conversation for the goats of their position or, or job, I should say. Dom definitely thinks that they all should be in the conversation. Um, I had Kelsey basically already being the greatest tight end of all time, and Mahomes and Reed clearly being in that second spot in their respective position slash job. Um, you know, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that, that they're in the conversation? Do you think they're the best already? Do you think they still have a lot to do? What do you think? I think that they... I think they're definitely in the conversation. However, I don't necessarily like the the GOAT conversation in general because you can't really calculate eras. Because think about it this way. When we talk about the greatest of all time in terms of basketball, usually it's LeBron, Michael Jordan, and occasionally you throw in Kobe every now and again. However, the reason why I don't like that either is because it kind of throws out all the greatest people that came before them. Like, literally up until, what, last year, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held the title of the most amount of points scored in a career, and why wasn't he ever brought up in the greatest of all time conversation? Why wasn't Bill Russell ever brought up when he literally won 11 championships. So why wasn't he ever uh, the, the greatest in the conversation? So my point is, I think that they're the greatest of their generation. I don't know about of all time, because that kind of takes away from Tom Brady's efforts. I think that for our generation, largely... Tom Brady was the greatest of all time in our generation. Then you've got Terry Bradshaw, who is the, probably one of the greatest of all time in his generation. But no one ever talks about Terry Bradshaw outside of commentating. So, or Dan Marino, stuff like that. So I would rather say they're the greatest of this era than the greatest of all time for this era, than just a general greatest of all time. Yeah. It it is tough. I think when you look at the quarterback position specifically, it's definitely changed over time. I, I don't know. I I do think that really what you have to look at is 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 stats. I think that's that's the biggest thing. At the end of the day, in five hundred years, when people look back at the NFL, they look back at the NBA. Um, they're gonna look at stats, and that's what is gonna determine what their opinion is on who was the greatest ever. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's at least 80% of it. Now, if you have the opportunity to watch um, these guys play, I think that's the other 20%. You know what I mean? So I think right now, like 
I had said, like, I think Mahomes, the way he's been able to play, his talent level, what he's able to do with the football and everything that has accumulated, I think if he retired today, he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, 100%. And I think easy, I think you could put him in that number two spot right now. I think he's got a lot more work to do to usurp Tom Brady at that number one spot, but I don't think he's as far as people think he might be. And I think Andy Reid is is in the same position. I think Bill Belichick still holds that number one spot, but I think he's close. You know what I mean? I think Travis Kelsey is definitely the greatest tight end of all time. Um, I think yards-wise, he is either has the most or he's really close. Um, he has three Super Bowls. Like This dude is is amazing. And he's only going to continue to add to his legacy. And I think that you could already consider him the greatest or or at least one of the greatest tight ends of all time. I, I do think the tight end one is hard because you have guys that... Um, that has changed so much since... Yeah. The, even the early 2000s, that yeah. has changed a lot. Because you have you have you have guys that were like primarily blockers, and now you have tight ends who are primarily receivers. You know what I mean? So I and, think that's that that's a tough one. But over time, right? You 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 have you have your greats. You know, you have Gronkowski, you have Tony Gonzalez, you have Antonio Gates, um, so on and so on. And I think when you compare him to those guys, I think he holds up. I think you could really make an argument that that he is at the the top of that list so and besides it's it's like you said the skill sets were different at the time even yeah. today the skill sets are so different so i think it's so vastly different in just terms of skill sets that you can only limit it to what their generation really played in at least in my opinion yeah and that by that might be a more fair comparison I, I'd forget who it was but it was definitely an ex-basketball player um said that the goat debate is stupid and that we should really look at you know eras of basketball and split everything up and be like oh who was the best in this era and who was the best in that era and um mm. I, I get that you know anybody get that point because it's not like you have a time machine where you could just take you know LeBron back to the 90s and be like here you go play a season against Jordan and see what that does um mm. but I don't know. Everything's speculation. Like I said, everything is stat based. I think mm-hmm. that's the that's unfortunately the most important thing. Um, you gotta you gotta have you gotta have the numbers. You gotta have the stats to back up the reason why you know you're getting what you get, or or why other people get what they get. And uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts here, David? Anything else you want to go over about the Super Bowl? No, I'm just excited for the new Deadpool movie. Yes, honestly, that was awesome. That trailer, that trailer was funny. Um, him, him, like slapping his own butt. That was, yeah. I don't know why that that was like the one thing I remember, but that was funny. <laughs> him and then him saying he was like Marvel Jesus. <laughs> or, uh, did he? Did he call Wolverine an ape? I don't know, but. Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know how appropriate <laughs> that is, but yeah, 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 yeah. It was very fun. That and um, what other trailer did we get that looked pretty good? Um, it's gonna bug me. 
It's you got. Be I, I know that the Planet of the Apes trailer was on there too. That one's mm. all right, but there was another one that I forget that looked pretty good, and I don't think the commercials weren't. There's a mixture of like good commercials, and there's a mixture of like bad commercials. I think it was like it was spread out enough. You know what I mean? We didn't get like a string of like a bunch of bad commercials oh. in a row, but there there was another one. I actually know what it is, but I don't know how I can say this without getting canceled well then we won't <laughs> we'll just go ahead and end it there <laughs> um thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of two minute drill presented by deep dive sports um as always i had dom with me on the first part and david with me on the second part here and um we'll probably take a little bit of a break i don't think the ufl starts until the until march i think um, yeah, at least a good month. Yeah. So we'll we'll probably take like a week or two break maybe, and then um, we'll dive into some draft talk and uh, some UFL talk, and we'll have fun with that stuff. So, But mm. I appreciate your guys' um, ears and uh, support. So uh, have a good rest of your weekend, or I guess, uh, well, not weekend. It's my weekend because my days off are Tuesday, Wednesday, but have a good rest of your week, everybody. <laughs> and thank you for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast. D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, two-minute drill listeners, until next time.